You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. We are so glad to have you here. This is Bill, and you know I'm back again by myself. Travis couldn't make it today again because I had the chance to visit two of my heroes. I love these two so much, and they uh, mean the world to me. And uh, they are part of the heart of why Known Legacy even exists. I love these two. This is my buddy Joe and his wife, Cindy. Can you guys say hi? Hello. Hi, Bill. There you go. Hey, and Joe, Joe, you, this is not your first time on the podcast. No, it's not. You're right. Yeah. You, you've been a... I'm a veteran. You're a veteran now. We have a special award for you, but it's, I left <laughs> it in the car, yeah, so I guess it's you. not there. But, you know, guys, we're continuing our series uh, in February about just the love and kind of kind of sharing stories uh, that have moved from from brokenness to hope and wholeness through through Jesus. And these two are a beautiful example of that. And so I was going to have them share their story. So why don't you guys start, share a little bit about yourselves and where, where, you, where you came from. I mean, do we do ladies first? Would that be only appropriate? Would you like to go first? Dear? Yeah, I'll go first. Thank you, Bill, for having me. I'm so glad you're this on this. This is Cindy. my first time. Yes. Okay. Um, a little bit about me. I um, grew up in upstate New York. Um, really the Clifton Park area. And actually, Joe and I never knew each other growing up, but we probably only lived about five or so miles away from each other all our life until we did meet. I never knew that. Yeah. That's crazy. You learn something new every day. I'm the oldest of six, raised in a wonderful um, upbringing in my family. And it wasn't until... um, I was almost 15 when my family, my mom and dad, divorced. Okay. And obviously that... um, caused a lot of pain in myself and in my siblings at that time. Oh, yeah. Um, And so, um, you know, just, you know, and just to back up a little bit, you know, we were a family of faith in the fact that I believed in God. Yeah. And I actually remember being very faithful um, in my prayers to God, but um, not raised um, in the way of how we have raised our family in the fact that um, it's because of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so yeah. that makes all the difference. Yeah. Anyways, saying all that, so from 15 until I met Joe, until um, just over 19, you know, my years were, you know, just teenage wild. years. She was wild. She was wild. And um, no direction because... Honestly, I left home at 15, and when I think back about that, um, my parents were going through a very difficult time, and yeah. I moved in with friends and um, and even a boyfriend's family. And when I just even think about that, I it's amazing that um, I love to think back when I stop to think back with really the rescue that God did for me. Um, Anyways, fast forward a little bit. So I actually met Joe um, through my best friend at the time, who was his cousin. (laughs) Matchmaker. And she and I both worked at this restaurant, um, and uh, and that's how I met Joe. Um, And really, it's through Joe. It was really through God intervening in that I would me joe that i really learned the truth about salvation that's cool 
Do you want to take over, babe? Yeah, I would love to hear your side of that. Like, you know, sure. It was a cold November. Yeah. <laughs> the black and white, you know. Not that you guys are that old. That was an indication. Oh, that we're that old. Oh, stop, stop. Yeah, so um, we have different growing ups. Um, you know, I always, for years, I used to say that, you know, we both come from train wrecks. Mm. But only recently have I realized in the last couple of years that's not true for Cindy. Oh, as she said, her formative years were wonderful. And mm. that's why she's so great in so many things right now, because she she was packed with all the good stuff when she was young that, yeah. you know, she was valuable and loved and this and that and the other. And, and so that's why um, she's so settled in a lot of ways. And mine was different. Uh, my folks were divorced. Um, I think I was a year or a year and a half old and my mom remarried again and she, my, she was married before my I don't even really use the word father. It's really hard for me to use that word because I barely know the man. Mm -hmm. um, but so I grew up alone. I'm an only child with my mom who was um, pretty wounded, pretty hurt, mm. pretty bitter, and uh, just could never seem to get over that no matter what. Um, no matter what anybody tried to do, she just couldn't get past it. And, and so that meant for me... As we were, Cindy and I were talking just the other day, I don't have a lot of good childhood memories. I mean, I th when I do think back to my childhood, they're not good memories. They're mm. man, that that was not that was unfair. That was not right. This and that and the other. Yeah. And so I come into this relationship with gaping holes in my soul and and huge needs and huge areas of invalidation and all that kind of stuff. And you know. Um, yeah, it's a really weird one. I, I think we were just talking about Deb the other day and the idea that our, my family is not close at all. I mean, it was very normal for my family, for my mother not to talk to her parents or not to talk to her sister or brother for months or even years at a time. And then wow. they would, they might get together and, and talk for a little while, but everybody was so hot tempered and this and that. And <clears throat> and so easily hurt. And so anyway, I'm, I can't even remember why I hooked up with Debbie, but I had had an opportunity, you know, I went to school for hotel and restaurant and, and worked in some clubs and restaurants and stuff and then had an opportunity to have a little diner um, actually in downtown Albany the, uh, in the RCA building with the big dog on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't remember that. I remember you sharing The dog, that. yeah. The, I mean, the if he's still there, Nipper. He's a That's famous awesome. RCA dog. At least I think he's still there. But anyway, so I had asked Deb to come and help me um, when I got the chance to kind of take that over to help me do yeah. that. And and I was just coming out of a what was a bad relationship. Um I had a lot of bad relationships, and that was a lot because I was such a mess. Yeah. When I think back, I'm like, well, yeah, she might have been okay, but I was I was not. And so Deb's helping me, and then she's knowing I'm going through this, and she's like, hey, why don't you just come out, you know, come out with us this weekend? We just kind of go out and hang out, and we went to, you know, back in the day when, when we were, you know, that was in the early 80s, and so disco was still a thing. And so we would go to clubs and dance and, and just have a good old time. And that's what we did. We group, we group dated for a little while. It was a bunch of us okay. that went out um, before I zeroed in 
on <laughs> on Cindy, and we used to go sit and drink coffee and wait for her to get off work at the at the place where she worked, and and um, you know she wasn't an easy catch. You know, in fact, that you know we would go out and dance and this and that. And I'll I'll never ever for my whole life forget. We went outside after it was really hot. We went outside to cool down, and I leaned in to kiss her, and she looks at me and goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> he never lets me forget that. No, I was so aggravated. I went inside to, to Deb, and I'm like, "What the is wrong with your?" I mean, she now all I tried to do was kiss her, and she and it was and so you're moving too fast, babe. Yeah, that's it, moving yeah. too fast. And so anyway, oh. it, but that has turned into a you know 38 year old mm. romance now. But 38 years. Well, it'll be 38 years together. This in April will be married 37 years. But wow. So, um, so yeah, so we, we meet, we start doing that. And then I think it goes something like, um, we went to visit your sister, Debbie was our first date having a baby. Having a baby. She was, she was having a baby and we went to visit her. It was our first time out, went and got something to eat, I think, and talked and we haven't been apart ever since. Mm. It's just one of those things. We were married within a year of that first date, I think two days shy of a year. And um, hmm. it's been quite amazing. I mean, it hasn't been perfect because no relationship is perfect yeah. because it's imperfect people. But we've had a, a wonderful life together up to this point, and we've been really poor, and, and, yes. and, and but God is blessed. Yes. And, and somehow we've remained faithful up to this point. Once we, you know, both of us were born um into catholicism mm -hmm. as were you I yeah think. so was yeah. i yep. and and the the only thing i can say is that my whole life um we went through the motions occasionally going to church or whatever but it never affected my life in any way mm. and that's why when when you know I, I don't have time to tell the whole story but when i was bartending and bunny came down during lunchtime and opened the Bible and told me Jesus would save me and loved me and it was had nothing to do with what I had done, but only what he had done. Yeah. It was huge, great news to me that that salvation was a free gift. And and so when that when that happened, it began, it sort of changed everything in my heart, but it didn't change my life immediately. Um, but when Cindy and I, you know, got together, it, it, things started to come back together and um, got married um, in the Catholic Church, but then shortly thereafter, real I was realizing we have to get ourselves into a place that's going to teach us truth. And when we mm -hmm. did walk into Temple Baptist in 1984, February 1984, actually, huh. so that'll be uh, however many years that'll be this year in February. Um, man, it we we, oh. we jumped in with both feet all the way in, and and we just have been trying to walk that walk ever since and god has blessed and been faithful and now um i don't know how fast we're going with this story but here we are and and like i said married um 37 years and four grown children and about to have our eighth seventh and eighth grandchild in april and july and um just a really blessed life mm. I, I love i love hearing the story because i know i mean I know some of the backstory because we've talked so many times and, and you two, again, being some, some of my heroes. Um, but I, I love, you know, you've always talked about, you know, the, the fact that you guys 
made made a commitment to stay together regardless. Like you, you know, I know that it was hard. I remember there was one time you shared a story. I think that you had to cut down. You were cutting um, telephone poles yes. to to heat your house, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. When I work, when I was driving a coffee truck. Um, hopefully, Chris isn't listening at this point. Um, you know, part of my oh. route and all. And down I think we're beyond that, like <laughs> statute of limitations. I think we're okay. Yeah. Down in in downtown Albany, Nimo had a, a lot where that when they cut down poles, they would cut them in like four or six foot sections, and they just had a pile. Huh. And so on my route, I would go in there and and I would load up the truck and I would make a shot home and unload them and then get back to my route for the day. And that helped heat the house during the winter. Wow. I mean, those poles would creosote in them and they burn. They could, they burn. Because <laughs> we had a we had a wood stove, you know, in the trailer. And and so there was a lot of things. I mean, God blessed by putting us next door to Tracy and Ray, our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they had an older son. We had two boys at that point. And they bought, she would give they us bought all great the clothes yeah. for Justin. And so he, everything that he was grew, would outgrow, we got. And, and mm. we would eat dinner together. And, and so, yeah, it was really when I, you know, I'll tell you what was, it seems like a dumb moment. But when we first got together, I worked full time and so did Cindy. Wow. And so we started building life, both of us working full time. And then somehow she got pregnant <laughs> and then. And then we both wanted Somehow, her so to, just wanted to stay. <laughs> One day it was an immaculate yeah. kind of thing. And, you know. <laughs> we, wanted, we both wanted her to be able to stay home. And it never, for a second, I don't think, that I remember occurred to us that, oh, for her to stay home was going to mean we were only going to have one income. A lot of sacrifices. And then yeah. when that happened, it was, man alive, yeah, I waited tables on the weekends and burned telephone poles and did catering jobs because that, you know, I was, did restaurant stuff and whatever we could, she did acrylic nails out of the house or watch other people's kids or Mm. it was all kinds of stuff. And we didn't have, man, a lot of anything. But, you know, we would sing goofy songs about, um, not monetarily, but we had everything. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can you guys speak in a little bit? Because I think, there's definitely um, there's a feeling there's a an overlying belief in our culture that that both both have to work just to survive. I mean, you know, you look at social media, and I mean, I know that there's just pressures from from younger families that are going. We need to because everyone else is doing this and going here and buying this. Can you speak in that a little? Because that's part of our heart is is to see the value. You know, Sarah did that too. You know, you you guys know she stayed home in the beginning and it was very tough, but you were part of our example as to why, like we saw people, like you say, no, it's worth it. Can you speak into that a little bit? The value of that, the value, the value of being home, like compared to the hardships, like, is it worth it? Oh, absolutely. And then some, I mean, you know, it just breaks my heart really to, you know, think of, I talk about this to Joe often, you know, because of our marriage ministry and count, you know, just counseling couples and just their struggles and walking with them. But, um, I just am so thankful that we early on made that commitment to each other. Um, and like I had shared about, it is a sacrifice. Something, something does sacrifice. And for us, the sacrifice was monetarily. Yeah. Um, in every area, but God 
always provided, mm. always and then some. I mean, really. And so um, and my heart breaks for these families because, you know, it's the pressures, like Joe said, that just um, overwhelm them. And then, you know, as believers, we know that we have an enemy and he is just there to rob. Um, and he's an opportunist, like hmm. where he sees, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, an opening and um, and attacks. And so in, in the marriages, certainly, you know, just the pressures of mom working outside the home, dad trying to be all he can and, and he wants to fulfill, you know, his role and position um, as being the provider. Um, but something has to sacrifice. And, and I personally don't know too many people I don't even, I mean, that can really successfully both parents raise a family outside, and the mom outside the home works um, full time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a struggle. I, I mean, I, and that's why I appreciate you saying that because, and I, I want to hear from your side too, but I do, I do know that that's a general struggle for people who want, who want it all. And so what, what it sounds like you're saying is you can't have both. Either you invest in your kids or you invest in your bank account. Is that what it seems like? Am I? And if I'm wrong, please speak into that. Well, it, it, that was our story. I think it's a lot of people's story. I mean, mm -hmm. every once in a while, there's the guy who just immediately is making great money. Great money, yeah. Um, that Certainly that wasn't the case where we were in upstate New York. It's a little more, it's a little more normal here yeah. where a young man can be making great money, which affords... Them, but but here also, um, the housing is so much more expensive, and and the yeah. the um, expectation of what your life is going to look like and what you're going to have in your twenties and thirties now is completely different than when we started out, mm -hmm. and right. absolutely, our, our our parents and our grandparents' generation never it never occurred to them that they would get married and start out and have a beaut you know beautiful home what they might call their dream home right out of right out yeah. of the shoe it just never happened it never has happened in in the history of of America sort of you know yeah. you people worked hard they sacrificed and and just like the movie we always make fun of I own my own home right <laughs> From, I own my own house <laughs> and uh and, and but, even in that movie he was like 50. Yeah, yeah, and, and so the expectation, answer, because um, is really just that, you know, as soon as we get married, we are going to have everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've built that expectation somehow, in, in some ways, into our, our own children, because, you know, a lot of us, we didn't, we didn't have a lot, we want our kids to have better, and sometimes it's not the healthiest thing, because mm -hmm. they, the bar is set so high that um, they're disappointed even to have to work sometimes. I know we sound like a couple of old farts, and we, Cindy and I. We don't no mm. mean to to be that yeah. way. It's just that all. there's a there's a sense of I know she found great satisfaction in raising her own children. Yes, mm. and it was very good for me to know that my wife. I wasn't I I wasn't raised by my mom, not really. I was mm -hmm. at a sitter every day because she had to work. Yeah. Um, 
And so it, she found great satisfaction in doing that, and, and I was happy that she could do that. But it meant, yeah, we had to weigh some things. Okay, so we didn't have a new car, and yeah, we did live in a mobile home for a while, and, um, and we didn't have the finest of anything. But when you look back, you're like, okay, well, we, we do now. We, yeah. we, you know, it was, but it, it just, it took time and it's worth the, the struggle and worth the, the, because there's more to it. There was, we had joy. We really did have peace. We really did enjoy the things that we had. And when we got a little bonus, it was something we would, you know, when we did go on vacation, it wasn't this something we just expected to have and were disappointed about was we were thrilled to do whatever. Yeah. And we camped a lot because, again, that was what you, could, you yeah. could afford. But, man, our, our kids the have memory. great memories of of that. And it doesn't money has never brought happiness, ever. It's mm-hmm. nice to have. It's nice to have, and yeah. we would love to have more. We're not saying we don't, <laughs> yeah. but it is never. So there is offering out there, input, yeah, known legacy. You can feel free to send. Never, ever, ever created happiness, never, for yeah. anyone. I, I love that because I, I feel like there's a lot of parents who feel guilty that they can't do it all. And so maybe if you could speak into the into the mom or the dad who feels guilty about it, whether it's reassurance about what they're doing, whether it's it's they're out of commitment going, do I give up a job to see my kids or do I like what would you share with with those kind of families? Well, I first don't want I'm not trying to make Neither one of us are trying to make anyone feel bad if they've no, decided to work. No, no, I think work. there's a struggle. It's right. an internal because I see it. I, I see it online when they post stuff, and they feel guilty about having to work with their kids. And I'm just, I want to fight that because I feel like that's not that's not from from the Lord. I really think that's from the devil trying to, trying to convince. So I feel like this is truth that you're sharing. I'd love you to share that kind of something to them. Right. I, I think our whole lives are made up of making choices. Mm-hmm. And we do have to sometimes sit down and weigh the choices and forget about maybe what anybody else is doing and, and what's the right thing for us. And, our, and and I think sometimes we have to think in seasons, right? Okay, for a season we're going to do this or for a season we're going to do yeah, that or we're going to go without this or we're going to go without that. And, and then there's, the, you know, we can... We can't forget about the God factor. Yeah, right. Because when we honor him, he, you know, I can't remember who said it, but it's just the truth. You can't outgive God. And when you honor him, he, he honors you, I guess is a good way to say it. And we just tried to do the right thing. And by no means are we superstars. We've had, you know, it's, it's been wonderful and difficult. But we tried to do the right thing, and God has honored us and blessed us. We've never missed a meal. We've never been in a house without heat. and We've always had a roof over our house, and we've always had nice places. And he's taken care of us, and we've mm-hmm. always had uh, enough of everything. We've always made it through, and now we, we actually get to have more than, yeah. than just enough. Um, and we get to watch our kids um, be so blessed and to start out miles in front of us. I, I, I say it all the time that we almost started out underground. And so it took a lot of work and a lot of 
um, faith and, and, and diligence to get just on top of the soil for us to begin to build because my life was so broken. And, and again, Cindy from 15 on was so broken. So we had to start together to build a foundation. Um, and you, you don't appreciate that at first until you see those that are born after you and living in that foundation and building on your foundation. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, in fact, you may remember this. You probably do. There's a, there's a sword that hangs in my office. Yeah. And it was that Sunday when, when you guys all presented me with that and helped me to realize that God has made me the patriarch of my family. And so by being the patriarch, it means you're the one who kind of starts from nothing. And so for us, we've had that walk of starting for nothing but building the foundation. And, and no one ever looks at a building and, and marvels at the foundation. They look at a huge building, and if they know anything about buildings, they might say, wow, man, the, the foundation is building must be awesome to be able to hold that. But we're the foundation builders of our family, and now our children get the privilege of starting out on top of mm. a foundation and building, and that has brought much joy yeah. because what we could have done is circled around in the same stuff that our parents did. Yeah and not build a foundation at all and created more children that, to have to struggle and all that. But God was faithful, and we, we haven't had to do that. And, and so it's been different for us now and different for the next generation and the next one, our grandchildren. I say this all the time. Our kids know a little bit about our struggle. Our grandchildren don't know anything about it. Yeah. And I can see that. I'm, I'm on the outside looking mm -hmm. in, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, you used to say this to me all the time. You'd say, Bill, we, we get the opportunity to crawl out of the primordial soup for our family and put them on solid ground. I used to love when you would say that that, that picture. And so, so I would say for the, for the family out there, this is just from, from my heart, what, I, what I've seen in you guys is, is the families who feel like they're the first-generation believers or the ones who said, you know what, we're going to be the Abrahams in our family <clears throat> to do something totally different, that, that it's, it's, it's not an obstacle it truly is an opportunity. Yeah, a, it's privilege. a privilege. It's a pri yeah, I love that. You know, and even as we're, we're talking and you were sharing, you've always shared some wisdom with me, Cindy. You always shared with me, me and Sarah. The, um, and you always would say, you always tell me, keep my circle small. Yeah, I love it. I, all, all the time. And I, can, you, can you explain that a little bit? I love that phrase. I, and I know it's, but, but you say it so perfect when I, when I mean that. Like you've always shared this wisdom about, not letting others speak into you that don't deserve it, maybe. Yeah, well, what I mean by that and what I have I feel like um, I've tried to do is um, you can't, you cannot let people rule what you know you're supposed to be doing. And so when I mm. say keep your circle small, you really, ha it's really, you have to just focus on those that are the most important to you um, and look up. What's, what is God telling you? And mm. you can't let the influence of so many others because there's so many voices and there's even more voices now. I mean, I'm not on social media, but I just, my, you know, my, I know a bunch of people who are and it's just so many influences everywhere. Yeah. And, um, and so that's what I mean about your circle small, 
Not that you don't want to care for people, not that you don't want to love people, not that you don't want to walk with people, because that's our life. Yeah. And it will forever be. But you just can't um, be caught up in it. And so you have to f f keep your circle small. Yeah, I love it. I love it because I feel like I never heard you say don't care about others. That's never what I read from you. But you were like, don't, don't let the, the influences of others that don't have your best interest in mind define. Does it make sense? Define mm -hmm. you. Absolutely. And I loved it. And so, so, you know, even as, oh, go for it. Well, and all I was going to say is that you can really, um, how you can do that is when you really do trust God with your mm. life, with, with what you're doing. You know, like you have to really know that um, God's got your back no matter what. Yeah. And so, yeah. I love it. So what would you say to the family, to the couple that's maybe starting out or that's been going for a while and is really just, it's hard and they're ready to call it quits. Mm. You know, um, it's just, you know, it, just the statistics keep going up. I believe it's over 50% of marriages end in divorce mm -hmm. now. And you're, and, and you guys just so, so that you listeners know, I mean, Joe and Cindy have a marriage ministry that they, they've impacted, I would say hundreds, if not thousands of people. Um, you know, millions, uh, ministerially speaking, <laughs> little, little inside joke, but, um, but, but either way, just this idea that you have impacted so many lives and story after story that I know have been impacted you guys. What is some wisdom that kind of across the board, um, you would share with those who are in the midst of this battle, maybe ready to call it quits or is going, is it worth it? Or is just worn out? Like, what would you say to them? If you could stop them for five minutes and say, you need to hear this. Yeah, in five minutes, I think I would say um, marriage is hard for everyone. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so don't let that throw you. The other thing I would say is, um, professionally speaking, but with all the people I sit with, it has really narrowed down to a couple of very important pieces. Um, and I'm not the first person to realize this. Your walk with God, your intimacy with him, the time that you might spend receiving truth or even just crying out to him is a huge piece of your world because it affects your heart and who you are and how you act and how you react. So walking with God in an intimate way, a serious way, not just a thrown up prayer every morning, but taking the time. I always say first thing in the morning because it sets your day mm -hmm. um, and and settling your heart and realizing it's a new day and his mercies are new and yes. all the stuff's gone away from yesterday and you can you can start over today and allowing him to affect your heart kind of like that um, you know getting clean every day and being full uh, with him again Galatians 5 the battle of the flesh yeah. and, the, and the spirit kind of thing that is a huge piece because that affects who you are and how you react in every way and the other piece is that couples naturally come together. They, they fall in love. They naturally come together, and then they get busy. Mm -hmm. They have life. careers. They have life. They have children. They have all these other things, and they drift apart. And so what they need to do is to s continue or start again spending time with each other that they enjoy doing things together. Mm -hmm. The two greatest things that I find that cause problems that people don't walk with God and they long, no longer have fun with each other. Mm. If you walk with God, it will change your heart about your mate. Even if they do things that are wrong, of course they do, and so do you. 
But if you're in, if you're with the Lord during the day and you're saying, Lord, help me love better. You know, I want to be forgiving person, just like you're that kind of thing. And then you're also, um, if you can't afford to go out on dates where you spend a lot of money, you're doing something. What, what did you do when you first got together? And, and there's even those that have, are smarter than me that have written books that say, well, you know, we fall in love by enjoying and laughing together and having great times. I'm going to challenge you to say they're not that much smarter. They're not that smart. <laughs> okay, well, I appreciate it. But, um, and, and they also say that when you fall out of love because you stop doing those things, you can fall back into love yeah. by doing those things again. Yes. There's so, hope. So, oh, there's, there's all kinds of hope, but it does take effort. And it can't be... What Cindy talks about, her small circle is all about, it's more about who you let affect you. Yeah. Right? She's involved with a lot of people's lives, but they can say, she's like, it's like water on a duck's back, most people, what they say. But there's a few people that can get her attention, and those are the people that are inside that circle. Yeah. And so the, my biggest... And they call ad- her Gigi, right? That's, yeah. most of <laughs> That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my biggest advice is... is it's it's hard for everyone, and you mm-hmm. do need to learn some things. But if you will walk with God and, and spend time and put effort into those two things, your relationship with each other and enjoying each other and walking with God in a deeper way, he will change your relationship. Mm. Wow. He will change it. And and that may mean some things have to change, you know, and... and we are living in this technological world, which is fantastic for a lot of things, but it's horrible in, in many ways because of what mm. it does to us. So those are those are two pieces of advice. And talk about hope. Oh, I can give you name after name after name of, of couples who have co- come from the brink. Yes. And now they're happier than they ever were. But it... You know, I think we we're gonna get some new shirts made. I think for <laughs> our ministry, it just says we're, marriage is hard. Do the work. Mm. You know, you have to do the work. I love it. And we do the work for yeah. everything else. We train to be athletic. Yeah. We train to learn about in, in our new job or in our job to learn how to do something. We train and learn how to do this for the things that we like to do so we can get better at it. And so we, wherever we got the idea that we don't have to put effort into our marriage, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the enemy just that whole romantic thing, which I'm a romantic at heart. I want to always try to be romantic, but the idea is that, uh, it just doesn't fall together and stay that way forever. Yeah. No, it's work. I, and it is, it, that's exactly, I agree with everything that Joe said, but, um, it's, it is work. Um, she record. I'm, she, I recorded that. She re- agrees uh, with you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll play that. And back. I think that that's just part of it that, um, First of all, what Joe touched on about marriage is hard. Um, and even in the very beginning, you know, even for me in the very beginning, you know, I thought, oh, you know, we're not going to have any issues. We're not going to have any hard times. I mean, we got Jesus. We have each other. <laughs> Who needs money? Yeah. Right. But um, because we live in a fallen world <laughs> mm. and everything around us marriage is super hard and it is work and and no matter how wonderful our relationship is with our mate um it's opposed it is opposed and i think if we would when we really stop and think about that that um 
it's fought against. Um, I think it helps you, helps us understand like, no, I'm not giving in so easily. I want to fight um, for, and it's not just about us. It is about the legacy of those behind us, yeah, our children and yeah. our grandchildren. And it's, there's always hope and it's worth fighting for. Yeah, and you don't get, I, I think when we, when Ellie was born, our first grandchild, there was a sense of, oh, this is, this is why it was worth fighting. Like it, it all started to come together as we got to see the fruit. Yeah. I mean, with your children, you're just always so busy. We love our kids more than anything, but you're always just so busy, caring, caring, caring. And then there was something about that next generation. It was like, there's, okay, here's the real fruit now. But man, it's many years down the road and you don't, when you bail, you know, because things are difficult for, you know, and I know people do rotten things to each other and I'm not saying you just got to put up with the rotten things. You got to, yeah. something's got to get fixed and changed and yeah, yeah, yeah. some people's hearts got to get changed and you got to really just stop doing some things. Those are those choices. But when you do push through, um, it can be really sweet still, you know, when you get an empty nest, it's really sweet, but then also seeing the fruit of, of your life. There's something really substantial mm. and that sits down in and, and says, you know, this was all, yeah, it was, it was worth the cost. It absolutely was. And then some, for yeah, sure. sure. Guys, this has been great. I love what you're sharing. And I, and I hope for, for those who have questions or comments or concerns, uh, you can send us an email, info at knownlegacy.org. If you have questions for Joe and Cindy, I know they'd be more than happy to answer oh, them. Oh, sure, we'll forward absolutely. Them to them. Um, I love what you said. No, there's no perfect marriage. There's always mm-hmm. going to be a fight. The enemy is the enemy. Your spouse isn't your enemy. I know you guys have shared all this, yeah. and uh, but I am super grateful. If you guys, you know, April 23rd, Joe's going to be sharing at our date night. So make sure if you haven't signed up yet, you can sign up there at knownlegacy.org and look I up our events. I want to be Joe's date. Your Joe's date. Yes, okay, good. Yeah. I think you definitely married out of your league. Just yeah. so you know, I don't. I'm just going to announce that here. So. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Cindy, for being on here. Uh, we are grateful to have you a part of our podcast. Uh, check us out on info. Or check us out on uh, Known Legacy Ministries uh, on Facebook and Instagram, Known Legacy. Again, questions, comments, concerns, info at knownlegacy.org. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.